Welcome to I Want to Tell You One Thing, a podcast for emerging entrepreneurs. Whether you are just starting out, contemplating a change, stepping away from the traditional nine to five, or working so that your side hustle becomes a full-time gig, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Katie, a social media coach and strategist, and more importantly, a fellow entrepreneur. Each week, I sit down with another small business owner and ask them to share one thing they learned in those first tumultuous years. Hopefully, their advice will save you some of those mistakes, sleepless nights, and moments of insecurity. These conversations have certainly inspired me. My hope is that we can learn and grow together. Now, let's dive into this week's one thing. All right, that's it for this week. I hope you got at least one thing from today's conversation to guide you on this crazy entrepreneurial journey you're in the midst of. If you liked what you heard, please consider sharing this episode with a fellow small business owner or leaving a review. And last, but certainly not least, let's connect on social. Message me at Rosebud Social on Instagram and Facebook. Until next week. Yeah. Nice. Welcome to another episode of I Want to Tell You One Thing. I have Angela here today. Welcome, Angela. It's great to be here. Thank you. So um, tell us just a little bit about you and kind of where you're at in in your current journey as an entrepreneur. So I left corporate world just over eight years ago and started this journey of being an online entrepreneur or business owner. Um, So that was early 2013. Um, And yeah, over that time, I've built a few different businesses and I'm on my third, I think, main business idea, um, which is now the one I'm sticking with and I'm passionate and think is my thing that I'm here to give to the world. And uh, yeah, I love it. And what is that thing that you're now going to be giving to the world? (laughs) That thing is so after I built two previous sort of online businesses, I was traveling and I realized as I was traveling and I was trying to build, um, it was actually a coaching business. I suddenly realized that there wasn't anywhere to read independent reviews of all the tools and the courses and the coaches and the people and platforms I was trying to use to build my business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every day I was using review sites for my traveling and hotels and restaurants and all the rest of it. And yeah, and it just made me suddenly go, why doesn't this exist? So I did lots of research and it didn't exist. So um, lots of development. And yeah, I launched a couple of years ago now. So I have a business called Angel Rated. So it's an online independent review site where anyone um, can go and add reviews of any of the courses or the people they've worked with, the coaches, the tools they use to build their online business. They can add their own business and their own you know, services for other people to review. And yeah, it's there and it's available for anyone to use. I love it. I think, you know, it's, it is interesting because there are, especially now, maybe after the pandemic or whatever, well, not, we're not really after, but after a year of the pandemic that like, there are just so many online businesses and so many coaches and so many courses and so many, so many things that it can be really overwhelming. And like, even when you do your kind of like due diligence, it's true. It's really hard to figure out like, is this really what I'm looking for? Is this really going to help like move the needle and push me forward? Or is this just like one more program? <laughs> so absolutely. I love that. Um, I think too, it's really hard to weed through. Like some people are just very, very good at the advertising. And so you get kind of sucked into like the really great 
feel good, emotional advertising. And so it helps to have the reviews because it's true. We, we check reviews for everything now, restaurants, boutiques, I don't know, whatever your hair salon. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Everything, your plumber, your accountant. Yeah. yeah. Anything. And also obviously if you're a physical business, you've got Google my business, so you can have that, you know, anything and all the checker trades and everything else. So mm-hmm. yeah, but online businesses, there is not, nowhere else. Not so much. Um, before we get into your one thing, I'm curious, what were the other two businesses that you started and did you pivot away from them or are you still running them and doing this new thing? I started off, so I left corporate world, didn't know what I wanted to do. So I started off training as a health coach because I was passionate okay. about health and well-being. So mm-hmm. I built up, started doing health coaching work. Um, but alongside that, I was using all my corporate skills. So I had a business called The Detail Queen, which was very much like a COO, integrator, online business manager, someone who makes all the systems talk to each other and make, sure. you know. So I was doing a lot of um, launch strategies with people and working through their launch process with them. Got it. So, and now you've pivoted away from both of those to do the angel rated. Absolutely. Angel rated is now my, my one true love. (laughs) I love that. All right. So let's get into your one thing. So what is that one thing that you're always telling fellow business owners and entrepreneurs and, and things like that? So obviously just based on what you were just saying, you will be very unsurprised that it's really about the idea that there are reviews and there are testimonials and they are two very different things and they're not interchangeable and you really need to consider both in your marketing and both when you're growing your business because they play very different roles in your business and they are both incredibly important for 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 growing your business so but they are very different so I'd love Um, to yeah share a bit more okay so tell me can you give me like brief descriptions or summaries of what's a review versus what's a testimonial and how we can tell the difference? Because I would have said they were the same thing. So generally, if you think about testimonials, that, that's the sort of thing you were talking about that you see definitely on sales pages and elsewhere. So they're very much gathered by the business that's trying to sell you the product. Sure. They're collected from people that they have a really good relationship with. Generally, they're raving fans or their friends. Um, because they're going to get a positive response you know you don't ever see negative testimonials you know they're very cherry picked and filtered Um, they're often requested in a way that sort of is very persuasive that talks to pain points or that helps you overcome objections so they're asked for in a very certain way and they really showcase the sort of best of what that person can offer they can be quite long they can be quite detailed um, Mm -hmm. but they're about that one individual client um you know, and can be very impactful in your marketing, you know, obviously people use them, use them everywhere. Um, Yeah. And they're very much, businesses quite often prefer them because they can control them. They can edit them. They, you know, use them in the way that they want. Yeah. And Um, they are very emotionally charged. I feel you, you get them and you're like, you read them and you're like, yes, like I want that. I want that for me. I want that for my business. It's true. Absolutely. But I mean, at best, they're quite often heavily edited, but they, you know, and they, you know, they answer these specific questions from people who love a course or the person who's run that course the most, you know, so, Mm -hmm. and sometimes they can be entirely fictitious, but let's (laughs) leave that to one side. But yeah, so, I mean, they are, they're a fantastic thing to have as part of your marketing and they are very, very useful once somebody is already on your website and they're Mm -hmm. really helpful um, to sell something. Once you've already got somebody that they're interested in your product or your service, they're very, very useful to help you actually get them over the line and sell it and overcome objections. Sure. And we can talk more about mm-hmm. how how best to get good testimonials 
um, yeah. if you want. On the other side, reviews are quite, or well, most often they are owned and managed and collected by a third party. So they're separate to the business itself. They're open for absolutely anyone to express their views, whether it's good or bad or indifferent. Um, they can sometimes be anonymous. Um, the business owner, I guess, has no opportunity to edit them or delete them or you know get rid of the ones they don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, they're on these sort of independent platforms, so you can see lots of them in one place, and you quite often get scores with them as well, so you can get averages and get an idea of mm-hmm. you know how one product compares to another one. Um, yeah, so you often get the star ratings, you get a lot more of them quite often, and they don't belong, you know, to, they belong to the review site rather than to the to the product to the person to the business. So yeah, it's it's and they work much better as a way of driving traffic to your site and to get awareness building and to help people find out about your business because if there's a site with you know five different courses on X or a hundred you know ten coaches or who do Y, then if you're listed alongside many others, then it helps get your name in front of potential new clients and get them to your website and then you've got the testimonials to do the selling. So it's just. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people sort of think about them as being interchangeable ideas. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm what I'm really passionate about is getting people to really understand the difference between them and to, to think about how they can use both in their marketing. Interesting. So yeah, let's talk testimonials first and then we'll talk reviews. Like how, or maybe they can go together when we talk about it, but like, how do you solicit a good testimonial or a good review? Like how do you kind of work at that? So I think they probably are slightly different. So I think yeah, there's lots of good cool. ways of obviously requesting testimonials. So as you know, as soon as somebody's finished working with you or towards the end of working with you, um, and then I'm really thinking about how the questions you ask them. So a very good way of doing it is thinking about it as a sort of before, during, and after um, mm-hmm. working with you or going through your course. So thinking about beforehand the sort of like what hesitations did they have before they purchased? What problems were they struggling with? Why did they want to hire you? So get them sort of thinking about the objections they may have had and the their state of mind, I guess, when they were first hiring you. And then the during could be things about what specific features they really loved about what you offered. Um, so that really helps them get into them, you know, think about actually when they were working with you and what they loved about it. And then you can look at afterwards and ask them things about things they've changed, you know, things they've noticed have changed in their business or about how they've benefited from working with you or doing your course or, you know, whatever your service might be. So anything that's sort of specific numbers or, you know, useful data. So you can sort of do that before, during and after, and then sort of ask some overall questions about overall, you know, would you recommend that your product and why, um, anything else they'd like to add. So anything that just sort of gets them to think and, you know, dig a bit deeper and give you more useful information. Yeah. Do you recommend doing that like in person where you're just like, Hey, can we sit down and talk about this or send it over email or a Google sheets? Like, what do you think is the best way to kind of get those responses? I would definitely initially do it as a written form. Mm -hmm. So have something very automated, have it as a Google sheet, have it as an email. So with all the questions in a questionnaire, so do it, you know, so that you've got written questions, but then I would also add a final question about, are you happy to then to have a follow-up conversation, to do this Um. by, to have, you know, to dive into this a bit more. So if it's somebody that you think is going to then give you a 
you know, a good video or a good audio testimonial, you can then have a follow-up conversation and ah, get, okay. um, I like that. I like and get that. further information. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and I like that if you do it that way, they can kind of pick and choose probably too, which ones they answer. Like you don't have to make all the questions mandatory so that the ones that they feel really like inclined to talk about, they can do that very easily. Absolutely. And quite often it works, you know, things like giving a deadline really helps offering some extra reward or bonus for completing it will really help. Um, If you've over delivered the whole time you've been, uh, you know, providing your service or running your course, then that's going to really help want to people, you know, if they've been delighted with everything you've done, that's going to help people really want to, yeah, come back and give you a really good testimonial. Yeah. I I like that idea of the deadline. I actually was just thinking that because I, I just finished coaching a client and she was like, oh my gosh, this was amazing. Let me know what I can do for you. And I was like, I would love a review. And we were kind of talking about it and she was like, great. And then nothing like crickets. And I'm like, I probably should have told her like, I could really use a review by whatever date. And like, if you don't, if you wouldn't mind or, you know, doing it that way, because it's true, like people have really good intentions and then nothing. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, And what about reviews? How do you suggest people get reviews or start building up that review base that they have? So I think, I mean, in the online business world, lots of online entrepreneurs, they're just not used to the idea of having reviews and not having that control. And I think it puts some fear into people. I think people are obviously concerned about it. But that, to me, almost gives you, um, you know, it means it makes it feel like you haven't got confidence in your product. Mm -hmm. So I think the most important things for getting good reviews are that A, you have an absolutely amazing product, you know, that you are really proud of that is good and is value for money and, you know, all those sort of things and really delivers what you promise it's going to deliver. And the second thing is, is that you only sell it to people that it's perfect for, Mm. because it might be the most brilliant course or service in the world. But if, if, if you then... You're, if you're selling it so well, you're selling it to somebody that it's not right for. Either they're, they're at a different stage in their business, mm-hmm. they learn in a different way, they're, you know, maybe they prefer video and you're all audio or it's all worksheets mm-hmm. and they prefer talking it over, whatever it might be. Or if, you know, it's just not right for them because, you know, you might be in the wrong country or it's, there's a personality clash or whatever it might be. It's almost you need to be really, really clear on who you really want to work with. And if you get those perfect mm-hmm. clients and you actually deliver, then you should have nothing to worry about in terms right. of um, reviews. The other thing to think about with reviews is obviously if they're on a review site, then quite often you can respond to them. So if something has happened, mm-hmm. then the best thing you can do is just respond to every single review and just sort of say, either just say thank you, or if it's less than perfect, you know, explain what went wrong or talk about why it might not have been right for them or how other people can learn from this. But really try and turn them around and do something because these people who aren't giving you maybe perfect scores or, you know, perfect review, if you can turn them around, they can become raving fans and, you know, your big biggest, best clients. So it's you've got a real opportunity there to, A, listen to that feedback and learn from it. Mm-hmm. and improve your services if you need to but also to turn that person around and to show that you're listening by responding so that other people can see that you're really interested in learning and you know moving forwards yeah i think that is so key that the responding i was talking to another guest of the podcast 
recently and we were talking about negative reviews a little bit and how important it is, especially to respond to those negative ones, because that can go a long way for those who are reading the reviews, considering whether they want to work with you, they read a bad review, but then that they see that you are responsive, that you're on top of it, that you care about that bad reviewer as a client and as a person, that can that's even better marketing in some ways than all the great testimonials you have because it shows that you care and you're actually involved. And I think that can be a huge, a huge thing for a lot of people who are on the fence and like see this bad review and then they're like, oh, oh, but this company's good, you know, or they respond. It's definitely, if you think about how you might look at a restaurant reviews or something else, you know, if somebody's given it a one-star review, you know, if the restaurant is responding and said, you know, we're really sorry, we're short staff that day, come back Mm -hmm. and have a free dinner, whatever it might be, you're going to sit, you know, you're going to think, yeah, much more highly of of them and be more willing to go and go and use them. Totally. Um, So do you recommend, like, let's say you have an online course, like, let's just pick that because I think that's kind of an easier one to talk about. Um, And people have taken it. Do you recommend then sending an email and being like, hey, I'd love for you to leave a review on and then you give them places they can leave a review like, you know, Angel Rated or like your Facebook page, for instance, or like whatever? Do you recommend doing that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's the sort of thing you can do, you know, very easily on social media as well in emails. You know, it can just be as, you know, a short, very short, you know, if you'd like to support my business, I'd really appreciate getting the word out and you can help me by really quickly leaving a review. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a couple of minutes and you can go over here and, you know, quickly write something and then that will, you know, people want to help, don't they? They want to support you if they've had a good experience. So they're more likely to then go and go and write something for you. Sure, exactly. Do you think there are certain types of businesses that benefit more from reviews than others? I think in the online business world, one of the things that I'm really aware of is that there's a bit of a, there can be a bit of an echo chamber around some of the big names. So you definitely get a lot of, if you ask, I asked on in a very big Facebook group the other day about money mindset courses. So I was trying to put together a list of all the different courses that were out there and was really interested in getting, you know, a whole big long list and hundreds of people responded. And I probably got 70 different courses in the end. You know, there are so many out there, but a quarter of the people who responded named one course. And that is the most famous one. And so the people who really will do best with this are probably all the next, you know, the people who are offering something that's at a different price point or aimed at a slightly different audience or in a different mm-hmm. language or, you know, who maybe aren't the big, big names, but who want to compete with them or want to offer something slightly different or something with a bit more personal interaction or, I don't know, something that's just run slightly differently or with people that are in a, a different place in their journey, in their, you know, online business journey or, yeah, have got a different set of skills. So something that's offering something that's, comparable maybe to Mm -hmm. some of the big names but is different in some way if they can then get you know reviews that say how you know brilliant they are then it really puts them up you know on a par so you can then see a list with them you know comparable and it will help then start driving traffic to them rather than some of these famous names yeah the the bigger names that everybody knows (laughs) it's so true because there I mean there are so many things out there like you said like you came up with 70 different mind money mindset courses and yeah, most people know one, but there are 69 other options out there, at least, if not money more. Um, and it's good. about finding the thing that's perfect for you, that's absolutely right for you. And if your budget is $100, not $2,000, yeah. 
Right. Then there might be another option out there that is going to be just as good, that it may be somebody who's just getting started or comes at it from a different angle or is a bit more spiritual right. or more practical or more, you know, whatever. Different different ways of doing things and presenting the same information, but it might just resonate better with you right. and, you know, work far better for what your situation yeah, this goes back to your earlier point too of being really clear on who you're marketing it to and really only marketing it to those people. I think that's so important um, because often I feel like, especially when we're first starting out, we we just are like, I need money. Like I I gotta make this work. I gotta pay my bills. Like I will take anybody that comes through the doors or who's like somewhat interested. But it really can be more detrimental to us if we're taking on people who are not really our ideal clients and our ideal focus. But it's hard to get over that like. I'm turning down money right now because this person isn't ideal. <laughs> but even for the reviews, it's a good thing to keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend? Like, how do you, okay, so like, let's say you're, you get, you have these reviews, you have these testimonials, and now you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to update my my web copy, right, to for my marketing purposes. How do you recommend kind of sifting through those and figuring out like, which are the best ones to be sharing? on, you know, my sales page or my course or on my website and my social media? It's a really good question. I think, you know, we need to think about that you can have these things everywhere. They shouldn't all just be on the sales page. They can be on your about page. They can be on your home page. They can be on your, yeah, everywhere on your emails, on your social media. But I think for your, specifically for sales pages, it is that job that testimonials do that is sort of overcoming objections and really helping understand putting that people can put themselves in the shoes of the person who's written the testimonial and can recognize themselves in what they're saying. That mm-hmm. I started off in this position and that I did this, I did this course, I did this service and I ended up here. Is yeah. If somebody else can relate to what that person is saying, they really want to go on that same journey as them. So I think finding those people that sound like your ideal customer mm. and who are go, going on the journey of gone through the process that you, you know, that you are offering that solution to and have mm-hmm. obviously seen good results, then they're the ones that are going to be most powerful as testimonials um, on sales pages. But I think things like ratings are more useful possibly on, you know, maybe on a homepage, maybe on social media where you can just, you know, you can take ones and say, you know, I got this, it's completely independent. It's completely unedited. It's, sure you know, it's unbiased, you know, uh, you see, uh, as we were saying earlier about things like plumbers or hairdressers, they might have something that's a widget in their website, which automatically brings up the reviews yep. that yep. they can't do anything about, but it just gives them an overall score. So getting something like that set up would be an amazing thing to be able to do as well. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think it just shows that openness and yeah, willingness to receive feedback and to, you know, and that you're proud of what you're offering and that you're right you know, confident in your mm-hmm. services. Yeah. It offers a lot of transparency too when you're not like handpicking because of course you can handpick anything. And like you were saying, like things can be fake too. <laughs> Sadly so, um, you know, that people can do that. So I think one of the uh, things I didn't mention earlier, but one of the things yeah. that's really good for making pe- making it, I was going to say not look fake, but not be fake hopefully, is the more information you can add to a testimony about obviously about who's ri- written it the better. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. you know, a full name, what their job title is, a picture, a website, you know, the more, so it's not just an anonymous testimonial, the more mm-hmm. obviously you can add the, the mo- more useful it is. 
That makes sense. How else, what are other things that you can, um, that we can look for to figure out like, okay, is this review real or not? Especially if we're the ones, you know, as small business owners buying a new course to help us figure out how to do X, Y, Z, like, how do you weed through that? Cause you're probably really good right now at being like, Oh, this is not real. This is not legit. <laughs> it's really interesting because I mean, whether, even whether it's real or not, it may be completely real, but it may have been written five years ago. Oh, sure. It may have been written by their best friend. You know, it may have, it may be completely, you know, absolutely real and true. But it, you know, there's so many things that you can't tell from a testimonial. It is really, really hard to know how to pick through them. I think taking them all with a pinch of salt might be the uh, the best way of uh, <laughs> of doing it. And I think if people have got video testimonials, they are obviously really powerful. And if you can. You sort of, I think you pick up a bit more from some of those mm -hmm. because you get a bit more feel of body language and, you know, what people are really saying. So maybe, sure. maybe they're slightly better. Um, but yeah, I think it is really, really hard. I think I, yeah, I think that's obviously I'm passionate about getting reviews as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's hard because a lot of sales pages are using a lot of persuasion psychology and tricks to get you to, to buy totally. and I think you just need to be aware of all of them and testimonials is just one of a whole host of you know ideas and you know funnels and deadlines and bonuses and showing you it's worth this much all you know loads of things that everyone does and I think yep. it's just going in with a slightly skeptical head on when you see those things and trying not mm -hmm. to be sucked into them yeah. um, is probably sensible I think it's really smart to like before purchasing, take a step back and take a few days to really think about it. Like I just noticed this recently. I came across, I don't even know how, I think it was like a Facebook ad in my thing about somebody who was offering like a, a course on how to create courses. Right. And I, like, I, I didn't have planned to make another course right now, but suddenly I was like, oh, I think I need this. And I started, and then suddenly I'm like, of course I got on the email list and then I'm getting emails every single day. And like, she's popping up everywhere, <laughs> all of my things. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. And I almost went to buy it. And then I was like, wait, I need to take a step back and be like, do I need this? Or am I just giving into like that emotional psychology that they work, which is good and works really well for a lot of people. But like, is this really what I need right now in my business? Or do I need to like take those funds and put them in something else instead? And I think even after you buy things, especially with courses, it's really worth keeping a log of what you've bought mm. because I've heard stories of people buying the same course again because they forgot they'd bought it previously, like crazy things or buying another course on the same topic because they forgot they'd already bought one on Facebook ads or whatever it might be. So I think just keeping a spreadsheet or a document or a notebook that you write down exactly what you've bought and how much it was and what the bonuses were and whether you get lifetime access, all those things. So you've got it all in one place is a really useful habit to get into. I think that's really good, especially with this culture in which we're like constantly buying courses. I feel like, like I know so many people cause I have an Instagram course out and I know like I reached out to someone who bought it and I was like, Hey, like I noticed you haven't started it yet. Like, is there anything that I can do to help you? And she was like, sorry, like that week I purchased four courses. And I was like, what, why would you purchase four courses on the same week? Like it's, I mean, I, some of them like expire. So you have to jump on that, but like, what? And she just, she hasn't even started. She bought it four months ago. Not, hasn't even, hasn't even opened it again. I'm like, mm. 
Okay. It's it's really common, and it's you know people aren't going to make progress if they don't actually you know yeah read the information and implement it and do the work. And you you just hear I hear so many stories of you know people getting into a funnel, going to buy a nine dollar, nineteen dollar product, and suddenly they've spent eight hundred dollars or you know two thousand dollars. And it's true. It's so scary. It's so scary. Mm-hmm. And taking that step back is yeah really important. Just a deep breath. And, uh, you know, would I buy this if it wasn't, if there wasn't a deadline, if it, you know, if I wasn't feeling that fear of missing out or that fear of, you know, not getting that bonus or whatever it might be, then, you know, would I really get, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. It can be very compelling at times, I think, for sure. Um, So tell us a little bit more about Angel Rated. So if someone is listening right now, right, and they have a product or service that they want to have listed on there, tell us how that process goes and, and what they can do. So if... Yeah, it's all completely self-service and it's all free of charge. Um, So it's there as a resource for anyone who wants to use it. So you can just go to angelrated.com. You can create an account. um, And then once you've created an account, you just sign up as you go into a part that says you're a business and you say, I'm a business, put in your business info. And then once you've got like one business in, you can then start adding different products to that that sit underneath that business. I, I approve them all once I've checked them out that they're not you know, crazy. And um, yeah, once they're live, you can then let people know, let your clients know to go and write you a nice review or nice. write whatever they want about you. So yeah. And then we preferably a nice review, preferably. I and like the reviews it. are all like, everyone has to create an account and emails are verified so that it can't just be, you know, crazy review that you have no comeback on. So at least we, we know who's written them all. Um, and we oh. have, yeah, we know that they are real people. That's Yeah. That's also really good too. I, in my previous life, kind of worked as an Instagram influencer and the amount of brands that reach out and just say, hey, like we'll pay you 20 bucks where you just leave a review without sending you product or that anything. And I was like, this is so like bad. Like what in the world? So there are, you got to be able to verify. That's for sure. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the other thing to mention in terms of Angel Rated is I'm, I write um, weekly guides to different product areas. So as we were talking about earlier about the money um, courses, so each week I try and pick a different topic and sort of go and do all the research and find out all the different courses or services within that area and get them right. all listed myself. So they, I can, you know, I list things so that they're all there and then produce a sort of blog post or a guide to explain what the different courses are or the different mm-hmm. services are or the different online tools, your social media scheduling or your on email marketing tools. Mm-hmm. So you've got sort of a complete list and some sort of idea as to the price differences or the different value or benefits you get from each of them. So that's all there. And then um, I've started a podcast called The Angel Rated Show, where we interview the people be- behind the products, so the sort of founders of some of the products that are listed on there, to really get to, more into the background and give you another bit of information about who you're mm-hmm. buying from and the integrity of them and their sort of why behind their business and their values and beliefs and those sort of things. So that's sort of a nice way of, if you're trying to decide between two or three different products, maybe mm-hmm. one's got an interview with the founder and you can, you know, you you like what they're doing in terms of giving money to charity or supporting causes or, you know, why they've built their business. So yeah, just a bit more information to uh, help people make choices between, yeah, the mad amount of uh, information that's out there. So much, so much out there, but it's true. People really like that personal just to get to know, you know, what's behind the brand a little bit more for sure. 
Um, so if you're not a business or if you are a business, but you're looking for one, like to take a new course or something like that, they can also just get on angelrated.com and just search through there for various courses or. Absolutely. So if you search, if you type in something into the search bar, it has got a few niggles and I am working on them. But if you search, if you can put in, it comes up with topics. So if you put in social media, it will come up with topics around social media scheduling or courses or so you can just click on the topic and it will give you all the topics. Um, and then you can also search, you can narrow it down by the types, whether it's a course or a, a done for you service or a coach or, you know, yeah. a physical product or different mm -hmm. things. So yeah, you can go in there and search. And if you type in the name of a one individual course, that should come up as well as the individual, you know, nice. product or course or service. Sure. That makes sense. Very cool. Wow. All right. So I got to, that's my next thing on my to-do list now to go and make sure that I get everything listed. Absolutely. It'd be fantastic uh, to have you on there. For Rosebud Social, for sure. Um, awesome. So just to wrap up, do you have a book or a podcast or a person that you recommend like young entrepreneurs kind of dive into to just learn more? I tell you what, the most, the thing that's had the biggest impact on me recently is the book, The Four Tendencies by Gretchen oh, Rubin. I love that book. Which tendency are you? I am the obliger okay. absolutely through and through and through and through. And I hadn't realized how much that was causing me problems. It meant when I was in corporate world, I was the most perfect employee. I'm also a complete perfectionist. So, you know, I absolutely, you know, I'm one of those completely ultra reliable, responsible people. You give me something to do, I do it no matter what. Yeah. Um, but when I started working for myself, I was putting everyone else's needs before mine. So I'd be doing work for other people, doing client work before building my own business, doing anything for me that for my business. And even when I started Angel Rated, I would get sucked into doing other stuff for other people or doing bits of other client work from previous businesses and not putting me first. And it was only when I read that book that I was like, oh, so people, not everyone's. And there was a, there's a whole sentence thing in there about how obligers really need to have like coaches. They really need somebody to keep them accountable. They need that external accountability yep. each week to say, have you done this thing? And when I realized that, I was like, that's what I should have done eight years ago. I would have been so much faster to grow businesses. I would It would have really just helped me understand much more about my working style. And yeah, I, I just, it was one of those eye-opening aha this is so obvious, but I can't believe I hadn't spotted it before now. So yeah. It, yeah, really no, it's definitely, useful. I took it, I took it like a year ago. I read the book and then like took the test or whatever. And I am an upholder, which is like half obliger, but then also half like super self-motivated, which is good, but you're constantly clashing with the like, I really want to do this, but like this person really wants me to do this. And like, I, I can just do it all. Then I'll just do it all at all times. And that for me has been the biggest thing where I'm like, you can't, I can't do it all. Like I can't, I can't help them and help this and like do, and I am going to burn out really quickly. Absolutely. So that for me was like a huge thing. And then also to like realizing upholders, for instance, have a really hard time delegating. Cause like, I know I can do it the best and I, and I don't trust anyone to do it as well. And so it's really hard to like give some of the reins to someone else or ask somebody for help. And so kind of identifying that and knowing like, okay, like this is something that I can have someone else do and that's okay. And that's good. And I can like relinquish a little control. So it's a great book. Definitely. Awesome. So if people want to find you um, and locate you, how can they get a hold of you? 
So obviously then go to the website, angelrated.com or anywhere on social media, I'm at angelratedhq. So our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, Pinterest, you name it. it. Interrated HQ everywhere. And I'm really open if anyone's got any, you know, if they get stuck, if they want any help getting listed or help finding products, then I, you know, I love to hear from people. They can drop me an email, um, contact me on the website, drop me a message via Instagram or Twitter or anywhere else. And I'm, yeah, love to hear from people. I love it. So I hope people who are listening get on and either list their business and their services and that their their courses, or if someone's listening and really is looking for one that they will go and check it out and read their reviews so that they can make a good informed decision on the next course they take or the next coach they work with. So awesome. Thank you, Angela, for your time. This was excellent to talk to you about all of this today. Well, thank you for having me. It's been yeah, great fun. Really enjoyed it. Yeah.